0: this is novel marketing
1: i'm thomas Umstadt jr i'm james l rubart and this is the show for novelists who want to become best-selling authors and in this episode thomas and i are going to talk about how to
0: get an agent
1: what but i thought we're like all indie all the time on this show
0: yes 99 percent, but there is that one percent of our audience that actually wants an agent The reality is even if you're an indie author, there's probably part of you at least that is considered trying to get an agent. So maybe where you're going, I'm not sure. You've been indie for a while. Maybe you want to go traditional or maybe you're traditional and you're going, I want to go indie, but I still want that agent that can help me with both worlds. And a good agent today will do that for you, help you navigate both worlds. So whether you're hybrid, whether you're all indie, whether you're traditional – a good agent, a great agent, can really significantly impact your career, and significantly impact it in a good way.
1: That's right. They, you know, they say uh, the reason to go traditional publishing is to is for the capital, the money to to pay for good editing and good covers and really professionalism, and the credibility. But what the agent brings is the contacts and the contracts. <laughs> so there's four Cs. <laughs> sound like a Baptist preacher here. Everything alliterates. But uh, the agent has the contacts. They're on a first-name basis with the decision-makers and the various publishers, if you're going for a good agent, a reputable one. And uh, they can help you negotiate the contract. And I will say, I know people who have been completely taken advantage of by major publishing companies because they didn't have an agent and the company has just walked all over them in some cases destroyed their whole career and in one case destroyed their entire reputation nationally because of how poorly they treated this author and it wouldn't have happened if the author had an agent
0: that's right even uh james scott bell some of you know jim bell and he his background is he was an attorney and even he has an agent for his contracts now jim is a little bit different in that he's not doing contracts anymore because he's gone Full indie, but back when he was still traditionally published, even though he had an attorney background, he still had an agent negotiate his contracts.
1: And one of the reasons why this is beneficial is that the agent has the benefit of collective bargaining. Because the agent doesn't just represent you. The agent represents other authors with that publisher. And so that gives the agent additional negotiating leverage more than what you would have just as an individual author. And so you're able to get a better deal, and they treat you better when you have that agent. And your agent's the advocate, so you're not getting something that you want. You can keep asking and asking. You may not get it, but you send your agent to ask on your behalf, and suddenly... They ask with a lot more force because of all of the other uh, authors they represent. That's right. uh, Are
0: some of the reasons, just a few of the reasons why an agent is important. But the first question we probably need to ask is, do you need one in the first place? Right. You might not. Here's when you don't need an agent. If you are successfully indie publishing and you just want to continue to go down that route, you might be better off to hire a career counselor than a literary agent because they're not going to make any money off you. They're not necessarily going to be motivated to do that. The other time you don't need an agent is when you want to go traditional publishing and – Your writing just isn't ready. And I'll admit, and I've admitted on this show before, I thought my writing was ready before it was ready. So um, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your agent's time, a potential agent's time, if you are not ready to take that step.
1: Yeah, if you want to go traditional publishing, an agent is a no-brainer because they're able to get you more money and they don't charge you anything. So some authors get all up in arms. Oh, they take 15%. It's like, yeah, they take 15% of what they get for you. (laughs) They get you the contract and they are typically able to increase the size of that contract, the amount of the advance. And so, you know, 85% of a watermelon is a lot more fruit than 100% of a grape.
0: (laughs) I like that. But grape juice does taste better than watermelon
1: juice, right? (laughs) That's true. Yeah, especially if that grape juice is perhaps a little fermented. So (laughs) some things that what agents do, they act as a career counselor. They negotiate your contracts. They help you figure out what projects to work on. So a lot of authors, a lot of you listening, I imagine you have six or seven books that are in your head. An agent can help you decide which book to start on first, which one has the most potential in the market, or which one would be the easiest for them to sell to a publisher.
0: And sometimes they will come to you and say, oh, my gosh, I've got this pro- project because I'm in touch with all these editors. Do you want to take this thing on? So um, you might hear about a deal through them that you never would have heard of without them.
1: All right. So who is the agent working for, Jim?
0: Well, it's it's very clear. And you need to have this attitude is you're really the agent's employee. Um, you're working for them. Right, Thomas?
1: N- no. Oh, they're no. no, they're your agents. No, they're what? <laughs> they're working for us? They're working on your behalf. And the whole reason why you should never pay an agent and why none of the reputable agents take pay is that they only get paid when you get paid. So their financial incentives are not aligned with your financial incentives. They want your advance to be as large as possible. They want the percentage of your royalty to be as large as possible because because the more money you make, the more money they make because they are your agent. They represent you. And any time an agent sounds like they're representing the publishing company, you need a different agent.
0: That's right, but but back to this attitude of who is working for who. This is really important because some people are so desperate to get an agent, they act as though, oh my gosh, I can't believe it! This this agent, well, they they did me this huge favor. They talked to me, and then they signed me, and they feel be- beholden. And Thomas and I actually have a friend that it's like, well, I can't tell my agent that they they might not like it. No, they are your employee. You are the boss, and to have that attitude, and you, they're part of your team. But but you are their boss. You are paying their salary. So really that needs to be the attitude shift.
1: Another thing that's important to talk about is that not every agent is the right fit for you and your book. And right right now we have this huge flood of agents. When I was first getting started in the industry, agents were kind of few and far between, and you kind of knew who all the agents were. But now, a lot of uh, publishing companies have been consolidating; they've been laying off editors and marketing people, and those folks have been entering the market, re-entering the market as agents. And so I can't right. throw a stone at a conference without hitting an agent. And some agents have a long track record, and some are just getting started. And the ones that are just getting started are very happy to sign you because <laughs> they need a, a you know a, a stable of authors. But just because of a that new agent. Agent signs you doesn't necessarily mean that they can actually get you that deal that you need.
0: Well, and they're not a fit for you. Years ago, I was watching a a panel of agents at a conference, and each one of them spoke. And as they spoke, and that was back in the day where I would have signed with anybody. And as I listened to them speak, I realized, oh my gosh, I wouldn't be a good fit fit for them. Uh, They wouldn't be a good fit for me. Out of a panel of seven agents, I realized, wow, two of us would work well together. The rest, not so much. And that's just a personality thing. So you really have to think of an agent as a marriage. Is this somebody you'd date? Is this somebody you'd marry? Is this somebody you'd partner with? And you're not going to, just like in real life, you're not going to connect up with everyone. In the agent-author relationship, you're not going to connect up with everyone.
1: And most agents have a reputation for being particularly good in a certain kind of book. And when a publisher is looking for a certain kind of book, they know which agents to call. So are they do, they do mostly fiction? Do they do mostly nonfiction? A lot of agents, especially if they've been around for a long time, do a little bit of everything, but there's one thing that they're very good at. And your best fit is if the one thing they're very good at is what you write. You don't want to be their kind of side project of like, yeah, this agent has 99 <laughs> nonfiction books and I'm their one novel. It's like, yeah, you don't want to be their one no. novel. It's going to make it harder for you. Uh, the better way to do that is the agent that you have your five nonfiction books with and you decide to write a novel and you have a great relationship with that agent and so they represent your novel that's would make more sense but if this is your first book you want to go with somebody who specializes in your kind of of uh, novel and if you specifically are specifically writing romance there are agents that specifically focus on rom- the romance market or the children's market or the ya market or science fiction you know those are different worlds and different agents are better for those different worlds
0: When you talk to them, when you are interviewing them, right, they're interviewing you to see if, uh, if you're a fit. You are interviewing them to see if they're a fit. Here's something to pay attention to. Who does most of the talking? In other words, are they asking you questions? Are they drawing you out? Are they trying to figure out what kind of fiction and where you'd fit? Or are they talking about how great they are? I was in between agents a few years ago, and I, I was talking to this agent, and he wanted to sign me, and out of a two-hour conversation, he talked for an hour and 45 minutes, and I realized that I, I need somebody that's interested in me and my career, not interested in his own career. So pay attention to that. Even if it's a 15-minute conversation, pay attention to those things.
1: All right. So uh, where should we, there's a few websites you can do your uh, research at. One is agentquery.com. Uh, tell me a little bit about this, Jim?
0: Agentquery.com. It's about a, a thousand agent listings uh, and growing. And it's an excellent just community really or resource for any writer going through the query process because we spend so much time alone as writers and authors. It's great to come along other si- alongside other people that can give us counsel, advice, uh, other resources, et cetera, et cetera. And that brings Thomas and I to a point, And that is if you're looking for an agent, ask, right? Ask their authors. Ask other authors, because like Thomas said, agents get a reputation. And then if you know editors at editing houses, and I do this, right? Um, I've had a number of different agents at this point in my career. So I ask my editor friends at all the houses, hey, who's a good agent? Who would be a good fit for me? So make sure you talk to people who know these people, not just online, but actually have a relationship with them.
1: Yeah, a couple of other websites you might want to check out, uh, querytracker.net and writersmarket.com. But what Jim was saying about getting one of their authors to recommend you is by far the best approach. It, the number one source of uh, actual contracts with agents comes from recommendations from their existing stable of authors. That's, that's kind of the secret that most people don't realize is that the authors of an agent are kind of their scouting team. Yes, and yes. And a lot of people who are new are you know just sending queries blind and there are people who get acquired that way but that's not at all the common path the the much more common path and it, it, i kind of discovered this slowly because being in the industry i talk with agents and each agent kind of acted like that was unique to them they're like well actually i get most of my clients through referrals <laughs> and after like the 10th agent said that i was like hmm mm. i don't think you're special <laughs> in this i think that's how the whole industry works and uh it can be so how do you get to know their authors this is where conferences come in and you've heard us talk about this before it's about contacts not about contracts and making friends and getting to know people in the industry authors and agents and editors conferences are the best way to do that and so um, going to conferences is really important and i would say what probably the most important tip For getting an agent is going to conferences and getting to know people how else though what are some other tips for getting well yeah let
0: me just camp on that just because it is so important everyone goes to a conference and they're so focused on getting all the editor appointments they can or all the agent appointments they can and they walk right by the author who if they struck up a relationship with could introduce them to probably you know five or six of the agents that are at that conference
1: so some things that agents are looking for they're looking for a great idea they're looking for a great platform and they're looking for great writing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, nothing major, just major yeah, want just to know how to get an agent. Stuff.
0: Let's boil it down. Here's how to get an agent. Have great writing, have a great platform, have a great idea. And in in seriously, uh, Thomas and I have talked to agents about this and they say, "Man, if you can give me two of those three, I will sign you."
1: That's right. And there's a lot of successful books that have two of the three. And of course, three of the three is is Perfect, But hopefully by listening to novel marketing and putting what we're talking about into practice, particularly our episodes about branding, our episodes about email, you can start to build that platform that's intriguing to an agent. Because what a platform shows is not just that you can get the word out, although it does show that. It also shows that your message has resonance and that there's a community gathering around your your message or your or your story and if that's not happening you have to have even better writing you have to have even a better idea and it can be hard you know good writing takes a lot of work you have to get all that bad writing out of your system which means <laughs> practice 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 here here's another thing
0: a few things to think about before we wrap up learn how to write a killer bio a killer query letter and a killer logline. If you can do those things, and you spend all this time on the craft of writing a novel, excellent, you need to do that. But you also need to spend time on the craft of bio, query letter, and logline. And we've done an episode on bio. I'm not sure we've done one on query letters yet, um, but we, we have done. in the future. And we will we in the future.
1: Do, those of you future listeners, this episode will have a link to that, so you can come and check yeah. Uh, yeah. on episode 81, How to Get an Agent.
0: Yeah. And we've talked about log log lines in the sense of talked about elevator, the elevator pitch. So um, do those things, right? The great idea, the great writing, the great platform, and then learn how to write that killer bio, that killer query letter, and that killer log line.
1: Another tip uh, for getting an agent is to to be active and present on their blog. For This helps for several reasons. One, it helps you get to know the agent, helps you get to understand the industry better, so you sound like an insider rather than as an outsider. And also, if you're commenting and interacting, it helps them get to know you. Uh, a- a- agent... <laughs> At Author Media, we have a lot of agents as clients, and they have blogs, and some of those blogs are very popular, and they they know who their commenters are. They read those comments, and it can be a great way to build up a relationship by being active on their blog, and they know that you know more than kind of your typical newbie because they they see evidence that you've been reading all of these posts.
0: Yeah, that's really good, Thomas. Um Another thing is to realize you are marketing yourself, right? Thomas just talked about that. You are marketing yourself, not just your writing, by being at conferences, by being at the blog, by, um, you know, by having interesting Facebook posts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is years ago, but I was at a conference where this panel of editors and agents were handed these manuscripts and they were to read the first paragraph and say if they would sign this person or not. And the agents got actually flustered looking at this and they couldn't help blurting out, well, I I have to know who it is first. I have to know who it is first. So the idea that it's only the voice, the idea that it's only the writing is not true. Your persona, your reputation, how you interact with people, they're they're watching that stuff. And so consider the fact that you are marketing yourself to them all the time whether you uh, know it or not.
1: So the process, if we're going to walk you through the process of getting an agent, step one: get to know an author or a lot of authors. Be friendly and be liked. One of those auth- authors will introduce you to their agent, and the agent will be intrigued by your idea, uh, and they will ask for a query letter, which is a letter, you know, a few paragraphs explaining your book. You send them the query letter, and if they like that, then they'll ask for a proposal, which is typically either three chapters or the whole manuscript and some information. And we'll have whole we have whole episodes on proposals and all of that and then if they like your proposal then they send you a contract that says I'll represent you you know it's got various information about how they get 15 percent it should be 15 percent typically no more no less that's the industry standard and then once that contract is signed then they become your representative and they you haven't given them any money the only way they get paid is if they're able to get a publisher to buy your book and then they negotiate that contract for as much money as possible and then Uh, You both get paid and then you write the book and hopefully that's successful and you write more books and it's a long relationship and and they are helping you with that career and as you make more money, they make more money. And everybody's happy. More money. (laughs) It's a win-win. You don't (laughs) have to spend money for publishing. You don't have to learn about how to get your book typeset. In some ways, it's a lot easier than self-publishing. Um, But in other ways, it's not easier. It's just a different path. And a lot of authors, including some authors on this show, uh, went the traditional path. And other authors on this show went the independent path. So we're not here to judge. You do what fits best for your book and your story.
0: I like it. I like it. Hey, uh, friends, the sponsor of this week's show is my book, Progress. So a lot of times you're wondering, all right, where is my favorite author at? In her or his latest uh, manuscript, my book progress gives you the chance to show your readers where your book is at. And here's the best price the best the, the best the best piece the price Thomas that is the best piece the price what is free <laughs> free Are you kidding me? It's free. Okay, that is an exceptional price. Where can they go to get my book progress.
1: My my book progress you can get at mybookprogress.com. There is a pro version that you can upgrade to, but all the key features of staying motivated and growing your email list are all included in the free version. Mailchimp integration, it all comes there. And uh, it really is the tool I wish people used. You've heard me talk about it before on the show. Uh, my company Author Media made this and because I want to be able to go to your site if I'm a fan of your reading and see when the next book is coming out. So please do it for me, do it for America. Add my book progress <laughs> to your website.
0: <laughs> oh, you've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstad Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between.